Hello everybody and welcome to the second physics podcast. Myself, Pierce Murphy, joined in studio, which is now the beautiful Fitzgerald Library, by none other than... Mm, I'm Celia Chari and I'm studying nanoscience. I'm Connor Murphy and I'm studying physics. I'm Logan Power and I'm studying theoretical physics. And I'm Sarah Lachlan and I am st- also studying experimental physics. And I'm Pierce Murphy again. I'm going to introduce, my, introduce myself twice all the time. And I'm doing astrophysics, physics and astrophysics. Dual uh, thing there. We have a lot of physics going on. A lot of physics going on. It's, uh, it's quite entertaining. I mean, we've, um, we do pretty much the exact same stuff you do, as I'm sure you're aware, but we've one or two extra modules that are a uh, good crack. So you're saying it's twice the physics and half the fun? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it's, if anything, it's... Yes, it's that, exactly. <laughs> but we are here today, uh, in case you haven't listened to the first podcast, we, uh, we just get together and talk about stuff vaguely physics-related, but today is a bit more structured. We're going to talk a bit about learning in physics and how we learn and why we learn and what we like, what we don't like, and all of that. So I'm going to put that out there to you guys. I think Celia might have a point where I'm going to... Just, just for those that don't know, uh, in Trinity, the degree of nanoscience, physics, and chemistry of advanced materials is pretty much half chemistry, half physics. So the way that I have my lectures is a little bit different to the rest of the people in the room. Um, for me, I also have quite a lot of chemistry to do. Fair enough. I guess yeah, we should point that out. We're all Trinity students. Uh, so <laughs> if you're listening from elsewhere, don't be put off. We are nice people, so please do continue to listen. We've, um, as Celia was saying, there, we, we, most of us have come from the same sort of uh, general science on, apart from Blaheen, who was a year behind us and went into a direct entry course. So tell us a bit about that. What's so great about TP? Um, TP is amazing. Theor- theoretical <laughs> physics. Um, our, our course is shared by the School of Maths and the School of Physics. So half our modules are much more maths-based than and much more abstract maths <laughs> than um, the physics, general science physics students will be doing. But we do the same physics modules. So you're half the physics and none of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> two for two for Connor. The physics is theoretical, but the fun is real, okay? Oh, oh here. Let's, let's, let's avoid science puns if we can help it, please. No, that's why I came here. <laughs> I have a list as long as my arm of science puns. Oh, dear. But let's try and get back on the topic, whatever the topic was in the first place, on what we actually learn and how we actually learn and stuff. I think... The reason I, I, I want to say the reason I set this up because I'm so great. I set up everything. I'm <laughs> so full of myself and all that. But the, one of the reasons I'm doing this is just sort of to get the word out there that physics is pretty cool and that you don't have to be a brain box to do it. Like, I, I'm not smart at all. Like you can ask me anything. I don't know it at all. But it's interesting uh, how everyone seems to have different learning styles. And for me, it's very much I'll go to the lecture, sit down, and... It's not quite zone out, but listen, and if a lecturer asks a question, no, no, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'll have to go home, process it for a little bit, and then come back to you. Maybe give it to an example or two. That's basically how I get through things, uh, which is unfortunate because a lot of lectures nowadays tend to be, are you paying attention as we're going through it? And I most certainly am not, <laughs> which is... Uh, no, yeah, I'd agree, because it's a lot of new stuff all at, all at once. And for them to kind of... At least I find if it's, it's not intuitive, so I'm struggling with a new concept. I can't now answer a question on it immediately. <laughs> I, I, I often think that um, whenever a lecturer goes like, so, any questions? It's just like, yeah, all of them, but you're not going <laughs> to like that. So 
let's avoid that if we can. Uh, it's interesting, though. I think a lot of the lecturers seem to have a very similar just lecturing style in that they will give you the lecture or whatever. There are some who obviously don't care for their course material at all, which is hilarious <laughs> when they turn around and talk about something completely separate, far more enthusiastically than anything else. Um, yeah, and it's also fun watching them make mistakes and things. Um, well, not fun watching them make mistakes, but... Uh, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you realise that they are human, you know? Yes. <laughs> let's get this somewhat back on topic. Let's, yes. have, some, let's have some crack. The okay. old Irish word crack. Physicists can have crack. Yeah. They can. They can. We have crack all the time. We do. We, uh, I we eat Nutella, in fact. That's how much crack <laughs> I have. Oh, wow. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. To which uh, I woke up one morning and found all my Nutella was eaten and... I had sent a message to my what I thought was my apartment group chat saying who ate my Nutella, but I had actually, in fact, sent it to the group chat for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know everyone all that well, so I sent him an aggressive <laughs> message wondering who ate my Nutella and didn't realize until 8 p.m. that day. But anyway, so what do we learn, physics students? What, what do we learn? We learn, like, why stuff works the way it does, how it works, but, like, not like an engineering student would. They kind of do machines and, and whatnot. How, kind like, of do, practicalities of it's it. actually how nature works i suppose um so physics is just nature on its most fundamental scale um, and obviously that will require quite a significant bit of mathematics for blogging she can know it'll require significantly more <laughs> mathematics <laughs> somewhat irrelevant now <laughs> um but yeah so where chemistry would kind of be materials kind of like a scale up from physics uh i suppose they're very linked biology then would be more like nature again but on a I don't know. Some, I didn't do biology. Well, so macroscopic yeah. scale. <laughs> chemistry is on biology a lot. Sorry. What? Use chemistry in biology a lot. Oh, as well. I've heard that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, yeah, like even biochemistry, there's very little chemistry in it. Chemistry's intense. Chemistry is probably harder than physics. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that because um, I started off this year by studying chemistry. The first week was a nightmare for me. Um, more than anything, it just didn't work out for me because I, I like being able to understand things in a, a fundamental way. As Connor was saying, there's a lot of maths in physics and in chemistry there just wasn't enough maths for me to like it. Um, and it ended up being very, for me, a very, um, like you had to learn it off by heart and for me it just wasn't the good thing. It wasn't the appropriate thing at all. But um, I know other people that are studying chemistry that are enjoying it, so chemistry is a good <laughs> degree. It, it's a very good degree, a very tough degree as well. They're, they're doing a lot of work at the moment, so fair play to them. Like, even just chemistry is kind of like, they, they start from a topic which isn't fundamental. Like, for example, in first semester, first year chemistry, even in, in first and second year, it would have dealt with quantum mechanics but like s and p orbitals and whatnot but it wasn't until last week that we had fully derived everything we had done in chemistry in physics like we only derived it this week and it used every bit of physics we have learned up until this moment to derive it and it was only this week that we finally understood what chemistry was all about <laughs> like it was like even to the point in the lecture where uh the lecture labeled all of these like the labeled all of what we had just assumed were random numbers s p d and f and a student in the back of the class just went, oh! <laughs> and the lecturer was like, uh, are you okay? He's like, oh, it just, it just clicked, it's chemistry. <laughs> um, I believe I'm correct in saying that myself, Connor, and Celia all did chemistry for 
first and second yes. year. You didn't. I did. Uh, we should clarify this as well, by the way. The way general science in Trinity works, anyways, you go in. Oh, it's changing, actually, from uh, inside sources. It might be changing. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. But I should leave into the mic. The, yeah, the way it works, you come in and you choose a certain amount of subjects. For anyone who wants to do physics, you have to do physics in first semester, second semester, and you have to do maths, and then that gives you an option of one other thing, one other 20-credit module for the year. And first year, first semester, I did chemistry, which was grand and all. It was uh, physical chemistry and whatever, but uh, it got to the end of the, up to Christmas and labs, and I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm not capable of doing chemistry, mainly because most of the experiments were what colour does this thing change? Like, I'm colourblind, I don't know. <laughs> but no, I did geology. Geology is mad crack. I changed into geology uh, as soon as I possibly could, and I would really recommend it to everybody. If, you're like, if you really want to do physics, and you really don't want to do anything else, but you just at the same time, you're too cool for TP, <laughs> go, TP being theoretical physics, of course, go into um, general science, choose geology. It's a load of fun. Uh, the old pun holds true. Geology does indeed rock. Hey. Yeah. No, yeah. But the point I was going to make was, yeah, that there's very different learning between the two subjects. So a lot of physics, physics sometimes is scary because it's not afraid to be real with you. It goes, this is difficult, not intuitive, but this is how it works. While chemistry is like, ah, we use this as a placeholder. Hybridization doesn't exist. Orbitals, you know the orbits you learned in Leaving Cert, they don't exist either. A shell can hold more than eight electrons. It's all lies. Yeah, all the Leaving Cert chemistry, that is a lie. It's completely just, I don't even know why they teach it that way. When you go into university, you kind of realize that it's completely different to what you thought it would be. I find physics is um, quite different to leaving cert as well, yeah. because with the, well, it's just way more maths. Like you can go through the entirety of leaving cert physics without doing an awful lot of maths. I found that physics in college is very similar to applied maths for the leaving cert. Yeah, actually, you're dead right. Yeah, mm. um, especially mechanics early on uh, and a couple of other things. But leaving cert physics, it's not like apart from the odd question, like what is the wavelength of this? Here's your frequency. Here's the speed of the sound or whatever. It's, it's just, it's very sort of, uh, learn the book off, and I don't like that style of learning. I can't stand, um, not that I can't stand people who do that, but uh, I don't see how people who do that actually know anything. It's, you're not, you've absorbed a book, you haven't learned anything. Like, you sure you can write out page after page, but do you know how it works? Uh, which, it was, which what I think is one of the fun parts of physics. Like, you can know the bare bones of a lot of different things and just pull it all together and say, that's why this is. Uh, unfortunately, I'm no good at it, which is a real <laughs> pity, but uh, Connor... Wants to yeah, it's like in the Leaving Cert, physics was essentially like a formula with about three symbols mm-hmm. in it, and it means nothing. There's no calculus. So calculus is like the branch of maths that was developed by physicists for physics. and then for it went, physicists, by physicists. Yeah, but it eventually <laughs> developed into its own thing, which is absolutely nuts. But yeah, physics is just calculus and linear algebra, and um, Leaving Cert physics doesn't have anything like that. We didn't even mention the word function in Leaving Cert physics, and when you come to Don't college, you mean black pudding? Oh, that's a stupid <laughs> joke. <laughs> um, I had forgotten about it. Give me a second there. Um, yeah, so when you get to college, physics is just, it's just, you have to really brush up on calculus and linear algebra. It's really, it was, they're the two mo- fo- like, most fundamental things you need to know, but there's other bits and pieces which you generally learn as you go along. That being said, we do seem to be uh, making it sound a lot more difficult than it is. It's not all that bad. I mean, there are, uh, it's, quite helpful in that they don't throw you straight into the deep end a lot of the stuff you're doing you have seen before and you come at oh so this is an extension of that and this is why it is uh, 
working better and all of that. But I'll uh, make one point there. We very quickly first year electromagnetism was okay, not no, showed. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that showed us maths that we hadn't learned till the yeah. end of second year, and that lasted in the first semester of first year. I have a question that could be possibly going off topic for Blahin because you, uh, myself, Celia, Connor, and Pierce are all in third year, and you're in second year. Two questions. Was your maths course at Leaving Cert different to ours? Did you have less calculus and things like that that you actually use? And how is that then coming into something very maths heavy like theoretical physics? Um, I actually didn't do the Leaving Cert. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. I lived in... (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) No, no, yeah. (laughs) I lived in Spain. So I did linear algebra in school. And I also did vectors, which... People in my Nobody course hadn't here. done <laughs> when we got that. into TP, which I found very strange because our first lectures were vectors and like they're essential. I use them in physics all the time in school. Um, I don't know how you yeah. didn't. Fair <laughs> <laughs> point. You had a leg up on everyone because you did actual maths and not just probability and project maths. And triangles. And triangles. Going back to lectures and lecturers, well, not quite lecturers, but um, in teaching styles. styles. That's a much better way of putting it. If you could say it into the mic next time, it would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) But uh, a lot of different lecturers obviously have a lot of different teaching styles, and that's all well and good that we touched on that. But in second year, we all had small group tutorials. I think you'd still do them now, uh, which is, I find them much more interesting uh, than actual lectures because it was... It's nice to have such a small class, uh, a small group size, rather, talking away to the lecturer if you have any questions or anything. And to an extent now, we have that in uh, one of our modules. In astrophysics, there's about 15 of us in the year, and I think a couple have deferred or dropped out or whatever. So we're down to about 10 of us in a room with our lecturer, and it's, it's, a, it's a lot more interesting, uh, a lot more scary, because uh, you're always on the spot. But I think it, it, it helps in somewhat, some sort of way more a more personal way of learning i think it's i don't know that's the way i like to yeah, put it yeah definitely even regards to like lecture sizes so for condensed matter physics that's tps physics astrophysics and nanoscience so that's every every third year physics course all in one room and it's completely different atmosphere than it is to like one of the physics only modules such like experimental techniques or mechanics of matter that's like that's quite there's only what like probably about 19 of us in a room at one time and it's I, know, I, I just find you learn a lot more in that kind of environment with less students. In chemistry, we, well, in nanoscience, we don't get that because um, in our chemistry modules, it's still chemistry students, medchems, um, chemistry with molecular modeling, and nanoscience. So we still get quite big sizes for all the lectures that we have. Do you guys have any small group tutorials? Uh, no, so far we haven't had any. Your lab is pretty tight, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, the labs are <laughs> the labs are quite small. Now that I think about it, um, yeah, because they're in nano. One could say, <laughs> yes. Why is no one giving out to Connor? <laughs> My jokes are much better. I've just grown accustomed to him at this point. <laughs> the labs are yes, quite cozy. There's, I think, there's only around eighteen people doing nanoscience. Um, and you get to know everybody really well. It's a small course. Everybody's very lovely. And the labs, the w- way that they're organized, um, you get tea breaks from 11 to 11.30. And I absolutely love that because you get to speak to everyone, get to speak to the demonstrators as well. They're very helpful. And it's just a really nice, relaxed environment for a lab. You would have thought that in third year, everything's way more stressful and intense, but it really isn't. You get tea breaks. 
We got tea breaks. Like an organized, the, yeah. these are set, like, headers at tea time. The demonstrator says, okay, 10 minutes till the tea break. Make sure to finish, oh. your, finish up your experiment. I'm going to lock up the lab. And then we have to leave. And then, uh, you know, in, in a building called the Siam, um, there's a, a little section that has sofas. And we usually sit there and get tea from the vending machine and just chat until um, we realize that like half an hour has passed and then go back to the lab and the demonstrators have to open it up again. And yeah, it's like a designated tea break. Oh, that's so great. I <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that's really lovely because even though it's sort of born out of a practicality that they need to lock up the lab or whatever, it's better for getting to know people in your course. Definitely. And for me, physics is fairly loose with the breaks you can take, (laughs) in my experience, which is great for us. But, you know, it's nice to have that structure and for it to integrate with everyone as opposed to people taking the break whenever they feel like it. But, yeah, no, our labs are really informal, so it's kind of a great way to get to know everybody. Yeah, and even with the demonstrators, it's really informal as well. Like, they're such nice people. They're all maths or physics postgrads, and they're only a few years older than us. And if you just go, so what are you studying? They go, oh, God, it's awful. (laughs) And you go, me too. (laughs) I think, yeah, the demonstrators are pretty helpful, actually. I find that with demonstrators, you can either get demonstrators that really know their stuff so well or some of them that are just as clueless as you are. And sometimes you get like 50-50. In my lab, I know for sure that there's one girl um, who's just amazingly good, and you can trust her with anything. Staying on labs, this year seems a lot more, for us anyway, just do what you want. Here's, here's a rough, this is what you need to do, and put that, and then off you go. From that, do what you will. Like our computer labs... Uh, consist of using IDL, interactive data language, as I have learned, <laughs> and using that to do various stuff. And the every now and again, the TAs would come down, teaching assistants would come down and say, yeah, I'm not sure what they actually want you to do with this, but uh, here's a cool movie. And I was like, ooh, that's a cool movie. I'm going to make everything a movie. <laughs> and the same with our fractal labs. We just looked up fractal dimensions of ra- crazy stuff. It's like, I think that's quite fun you didn't really get that in first and second year where you were very much told what to do. I think it's great if you, if you really do like physics, stick through it. Uh, it does get, you get onto the point where you just get to make up your own stuff. I find that really interesting because um, it's not that we don't have that as much in the experimental physics, but I think, if I'm correct, do you all as a group do the one lab report at the same time? You all do the one experiment at the same time? For the computer labs, yes. Okay, we are all split into different ones. So individually, you could probably get away with that. Well, not get away with that. You could do that in your own time, but sometimes you are on a very tight experiment and you're the only two people doing it yourself and your lab partner. So sadly, we don't get as much as that of that. Mm. I guess what we were doing, uh, and we do experiment labs at the same time where we are two to a thing or whatever. We just finished it insanely early so I guess there's a bit of that to it as well yeah so uh, in the experimental labs I found like for some experiments where the time constraints weren't as demanding like for the x-ray spectroscopy one uh, I just had basically we were taking scans of various angles of the intensity of an x-ray after it bounces off a salt crystal and and I, the lab manual said, go from like 3 to 10 or something. I was like, well, what happens if we go to 20? And then, <laughs> so after I did my experiment, I was like, right, let's do this. But my, my, first, my hypothesis was, well, if you're going to, at that high angle, uh, you're going to get like lower energy. You're going to get lower energy uh, uh, photons coming out. So I was like, maybe that's electrons dropping to 
an n equals two shell or an n equals three shell. So I worked out what I expected these energies to be, and then I looked at my peaks and my results, or whatever, and it did not match at all. And I was like, right, well, what is going on here? And then I realized that it's Bragg refraction or Bragg uh, diffraction. So I realized that they're, all they are is just n equals two peaks. And then when I did the calculation, the energies matched like to like two decimal places. It was, I was so excited. I was writing that in my lab report as I was doing the analysis. So excited. <laughs> yeah, and you could you could read the excitement off the page. <laughs> I love that as well when lecturers get excited. They're just like, I, I know it doesn't mean a lot to you, but it's really, really cool. It's really, really great. I'm like, oh, I see where you're coming from. We do from. have one lecturer who sometimes after the lecture would just give a big sigh. And he's like, whew, it's <laughs> like a workout. I just love what I'm teaching. And that's really refreshing to meet in someone, you know, who's gone through probably a doctorate and a master's and everything and still loves what they're doing. I always find it amazing how a lot of the lecturers can take any question just off the bat. Like, uh, there's one or two of them who you'll say something, and they're without missing a pace, they'll give you exactly what you need to know. Just simple as. There's one or two. I think that's more experience than anything else, because obviously if you're new into it, you haven't heard all the questions before. But it's, it's cool having someone who just seems to know absolutely everything. And then when they do get things wrong, it's quite nice as well. As we said earlier, it's, they're human. They're not... A <laughs> Um, we were at, we had a conference, not a conference, what are they called? Seminar. seminar. We, yes, thank you. We had a seminar the other day, um, last week in fact, about Lubricity. friction and stuff, super lubricity and all sorts of crazy stuff. So stick through physics and you get to listen to super lubricity, <laughs> uh, which again is an interesting way of getting us to learn. There we go, back on team. But <laughs> the, at the end, of course, there was all this Q&A stuff. And it was interesting to see a couple of the lecturers who we've had through the years coming in and asking questions as well, because uh, that's interesting to see what their thoughts on a different subject are as well. It's just, I, don't, I always find it pretty cool to see the human side of the people you see every day who are just, for whatever reason, you assume are gods. Everyone says that. I, I, I've always thought they were human. I, I, don't, I never thought they were these impersonal people. I, I'm They're lizard people. <laughs> what I do like is some of our lecturers will actually say when they don't know. It's like, I don't know. I cannot answer that question. And it's, it's nice because, you know, others will just try and say anything or just, like get out of answering the question, which it just, you know, it's kind of nice to know. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the reason we all find it so nice is when you come into something like physics, it is very challenging, or theoretical physics or nanoscience. And I feel, I definitely felt in my first and second year, you feel like you should know everything already, which is nonsense. Mm. You're there to learn it. So for them to come out and say, oh, I, I'm not an expert on this, or I don't know the answer, that's an interesting question, makes you go, okay, cool, even at, you know, that level. I'm not the only one. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're constantly learning to bring ah. it back in, bring it back home. <laughs> but no, genuinely, because and physics is constantly changing, chemistry is constantly changing, science just is growing exponentially with every new discovery. So, you know, no one can know everything. That's a, yes, sorry. Um, we have a lecture, and he will literally say, that, that was a great question, whatever question you ask, which is nice. It makes you not afraid to ask a question at all. But he'll say, that's a really good question, even if it was completely absurd and nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll go on and go, but like, no, no. <laughs> but it's just so nice. And not to polarise this, but this is my more sort of artsy side coming in. I'm wondering if we three, myself, Blahin and Celia, feel this because we are women in a predominantly male-dominated course. Mm. Because, again, in first year, I would have been so terrified to stick my hand up as one of few girls in physics and show a weakness or a vulnerability (laughs) in something that I felt I should have been 
great at. But lads, in general, just making broad <laughs> assumptions here, have no fear. They will go, I know exactly what I'm talking about, even if they have no, no clue. Idea, yeah. No idea. I've definitely found that. But for me, I wouldn't really ask questions during a class. Um, but I do go, if, if I do have something to ask, I gen- generally go after the lecture. Um, but I don't know what it is. I don't. Yeah, it's a strange. I think it's just because I'm sh- too shy to speak in front of the whole lecture theater. But I feel like I need to process the information yeah. first and try and figure it out for myself before actually having a question to ask. Exactly, because I'm also terrified that the question that I'm going to ask is then going to be answered later on in the lecture. So or that they already addressed it, but you didn't exactly. understand. That's, that's <laughs> my mortal fear is that it's just like. Uh, were you not paying attention? I was like, well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I find people don't, well, I, people don't tend to answer lectures anyway. Like there's, um, generally uh, you often find lectures will say, anybody, any questions? And we've said this already, but uh, there's some, I don't know if it's particularly our course or if it's right across the board, across all faculties and everything. Do people answer lectures when they ask questions? Which is quite interesting because... Mm-hmm. You do, uh, I've, I find you probably, it will stick with you more if you actually, first of all, if you get it wrong, because um, then you know you're wrong and you feel the heat of the embarrassment of the entire <laughs> class looking at you. But then uh, it also gets to a point where I've, I found last year that I just started answering questions simply to get the class moving again, because a lot of the times the lecturer would stop, ask the question, and if nobody answered, they'd wait there until somebody did, which is fair enough, because why ask the question if you're not going to get an answer? Mm. Um, so I don't know. I think I may. I, I I got into the habit of it, and now I just do it, um, and I'm often wrong, which is quite terrifying. But uh, yeah, See, I just really don't like being wrong. <laughs> but I, but I know that like no one is ever going to say anything. No one's going to be thinking, "Oh, that was really ridiculous. How could she say that?" Because no one cares. No one else knows either. That is the big thing. You know? Nobody really cares. <laughs> <laughs> you do need to get to a thing. Yeah. Okay. We'll say goodbye to Blaheen. She has to head off. She's an incredibly busy lady. Yes. Goodbye. Bye, Blaheen. If anyone was tuned into our podcast last time, I was saying that I wanted to talk a bit in general about, you know, the women in physics and in science that were sort of left to the wayside. And a few of note are, the one I have here in my notes is Lisa Meitner. And you may have heard about uh, nuclear fission. (laughs) <laughs> that. Yeah, that's that's coming in fifty years' time. You know that. That's, not, that's not where you go. That's fusion. Sorry, it's yeah. not where you go fishing fission. for nucleuses. Or hey, nuclei. gone <laughs> fishing. What's a what's a physicist's favorite meal? Fishing chips. Fishing chips. Anyway, she worked on transuranium elements from 1935 onwards and figured out fission. But two years later, it was her supervisor that got the Nobel Prize. It wasn't even a case of like, you know, there are there have been plenty of duos throughout the years that have won Nobel Prizes, but because she was a woman, <laughs> can't be having that. Next, she'll want to wear trousers. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> what has the world come to? I know. And yeah, it's just, oh, it's really, not, I'm not going to lie, it's really sad when you go and look back into all these stories, because they were amazingly clever women and who are at the height of their fields except Wasn't no, no the one cared who invented wi-fi like nobody paid any attention to her yeah i, think I she can't was, remember was she a nurse name. or something i think I so i can't remember this is terrible like yeah i, I think it would it, uh, it's, it's a testament it's a testament yeah. to how yeah. our society yeah. 
often fight heroes. Oh, did you hear about that person who did this great thing? And it's like, yeah, what was their name? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, someone. Uh, <laughs> another one is Rosalind Franklin, who discovered the structure of DNA and again mm. was lab assistant to Watson and Crick, but it was they who essentially stole her work. Oh, and, yeah. That's biologist for you. Oh, aren't they awful? <laughs> <laughs> but no, they are pretty sad. It uh, is pretty sad. I find it interesting as well. I only copped it the other day how few women there actually are in our course. Mm. I Like, I was... One lecture or other, I turned around and, honest to God, there was maybe five of you. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, of ye. Forty <laughs> <laughs> percent of us are at this podcast. <laughs> five people of the female gender. Yeah, that? but even within the physics faculty, there's not that many. Yeah. Like it right, drops actually, off yeah. as you get higher and higher up the chain. Um, I can only think of. We've only had two female lecturers in my three years here. Yeah. Within physics, physics yeah. I'm sure for yeah. chemistry it's different. Uh, for chemistry. It's who am I forgetting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> you know. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, um, chemistry, somebody walks like an Egyptian and all sorts or something. Oh, yeah. And chemistry. Uh, she's a brilliant lecture. Really? <laughs> Into no. the mic. <laughs> I, I'm back to Jeffrey. <laughs> Her method of teaching um, was controversial. But <laughs> it was very interactive. Was she was often grabbing yeah. onto chairs to demonstrate bidentate ligands or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I know she, what that means. She used comparison. It, it comes from the Latin two teeth. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah. it bites in two places. Cool. I'm also a linguist on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Latin pops up every now and again. Just yeah. Sometimes it becomes useful. Do you think we have like a full working knowledge of the Greek alphabet now? <laughs> that if we were to pick up some sort of ancient Greek book, <laughs> we would just be able to read it from start to finish. You not understand a word they say, but be able to that's pronounce omega, everything. That's alpha. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I don't think they're pronounced as the um, bye, Celia. Bye, oh, Celia. <laughs> I don't think they're pronounced as they look or as they're said. Like you wouldn't, if you saw something alpha, beta, omega, you wouldn't say alpha or whatever. That's the name. That's how language works, Pierce. <laughs> when I spell Pierce, I don't say the word Pierce. I say the word. <laughs> P-E-A-R-S-E. But no, it's, I, I, I often wonder what sound Omega has. I think it's a vote, a woo, like a, a That's because it looks like a W, but yeah. what if you look at capital Omega? Oh, then yeah, that's like, what I was thinking of. I was like, since when does it look like a W? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably like, oh. <laughs> that's where ohms come from. Exactly. What does that mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. Oh, Okay, we're just going over the Goodbye, same Goodbye, Celia. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Have either of you learned LaTeX? Yes. yes. <laughs> is it... I know it's worth learning it, but is it difficult? No. Yeah, it's very slow for the first day or two, and after that you just fly. Oh, I, yes. When I did it for the first six hours, oh, it takes you half an hour to write two equations. Okay. After, <laughs> after a day or two, yeah, you, you get out a whole lab report in no time. Learning curve is very easy. Okay. It's just like... Yeah. And I believe its interface is sort of just like coding, but then it, you, you get a yeah. nice product nice out the end. end. <laughs> Pierce, Pierce showed me his one in about halfway through second year, and that I started using that. It was it was Textworks, was it? Yeah, there's different. TextMaker. I think Textworks was one originally used, and that was really hard because if you made a mistake, it didn't show you where it was. Where if you have TextMaker, it's like different colors for different structures. So like all okay. the math stuff would be in green, written words would be in blue, and that's stuff. Good. And spell check. Spell oh, has spell check. Text, text works is just a bit. It looks like you're doing Python. You haven't a clue what's going yeah. on. Yeah, because a lot of stuff this year is very. They're really trying to hammer home the idea of 
this is the real life applications of physics. So projects and mm. reports mm. should model what you would do if you actually followed a career in physics. The only thing I don't like about it, if you ever want to put in a, an image or anything. Oh, uh, it bounces around the place terrible. if you're not careful. It Ugh. is terrible. Um, okay, I And see. all my images are incredibly small because I saved three graphs on one page because that made sense at the time. <laughs> you were economizing. Yes. <laughs> Getting back to like them, the lectures and, the, and professors and whatnot, getting us to kind of get into the frame of mind to do an actual research and practice in that. I'm really looking forward to the projects we do next year. Yeah. So next year, everybody in any of the physics courses, specifically physics, physics, and astrophysics, and nanoscience, take out, take like either a two or three month research project, um, either in Trinity or in Europe, or I think even some of them are in China as well. Yeah, yeah. I was looking yes. at the stats from last year, and if you, some of the lecturers have connections in America and China are the yeah. ones. And um, some of them look absolutely amazing. I was mm. just looking at the list of last year's ones, and there's a mix of theory, experiment, there's a lot of practical ones. I, it looks really cool. And the TPs do one, but it's, it's only because they're half physics, it's only half the credits. Um, I think they either do them in pairs, or, or the, it's, it's only it's like half as long, and they can't leave the country because they have maths lectures. Uh, I know, so yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to that next year. I think it'll be yeah, really cool. That's the thing. I would love to go abroad but I don't know who to talk to about that because I have a friend who's an assistant professor in a, in, a, in a university in Germany and he said like, oh yeah, I can, I can hook you up. <laughs> Do you want some lab work? And I don't know who to go to about this because it's not an official channel. Is this during the summer or during the year next? For, you want to do that for your fourth year project? If I could do it for my project, yeah. I could. If I could do it during the summer as well, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it looks pretty Get good. Get the best of both worlds. Do it during the summer and then do... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can go back like, to the same university. If you, if you did it during the summer, you could just do it up your own back. Like, okay, you know, actually, I hadn't thought about that. You just, you do, yeah. Thanks, guys. Because yeah, I'm really looking to do something like that during the summer. Just either an internship or a traineeship. Yeah, uh, we went to I an ISTA talk, which looked really cool. But um, I'd rather do like a research internship mm. if I could, specifically yeah. outside of Ireland. I want to get outside this country and yeah. just <laughs> see the world. <laughs> like I, Ireland's all right. Yeah. It's grand. <laughs> I want to do, I want to work in data analytics or something like really? that. In, in Ireland, funnily enough, yeah. uh, for the summer. Something industry, completely not physics at all, finance or something, just to see what industry is like. You were talking about doing that masters in high performance computing a while back. I, I was. Uh, oh, yeah. That does seem pretty cool but after my limited experience exposure <laughs> to Python and LaTeX and our IDL and all that it's looking less I have likely. one friend whose parents work in finance. Ooh. I can try and See, see, see what happens. <laughs> One of the links are being made, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Networking, right? One of them here, was right recently there. at a Trinity Trust dinner that Ooh. I sang at. So you know they're they're high flying people. No, <laughs> you don't get invited to trusts if not every you don't dinner get invited has to the Trinity <laughs> Trust. Yeah, if you are the entertainment, you, that's where you make your connections. Nice. But um, no, this is off topic again. But it's something I told my friends, and they completely blew their minds because I was looking into looking. Uh, at universities in Germany because I think I really love Germany I speak basic German and uh, a lot of the universities are very um, impressive in terms of their physical like faculties or whatever do you know how much a semester in Germany costs 12 euro close Connor oh I <laughs> well I, not it's not that close no, I haven't a clue uh, so, I don't even know how much a semester costs here because yeah, you don't just pay, pay by semester I was yeah. wondering I was yeah. like whoa okay, do you do that a year here give or take if you're not on grants and stuff it's is around three, three grand yeah, yeah. Three. a year in Germany is 600 euro Ooh, wow actually that's e- pretty nice even, even like it, on my terrible job I could pay for that <laughs> even in the university a few of us went to Russia over the summer and the campus their campus accommodation for students a price per month went up from a euro to five euro and apparently there's uproar over that oh my god yeah so like imagine 
it's Imagine. really heavily subsidised over there. Um, God, here we are in Dublin. Like you don't get into Trinity accommodation unless you're the president. Unless you're uh, unless you're either a first year or yeah, you're the president of a, of a society or something. Or a scholar. Um, yeah. Plus, finding accommodation Ugh. in Dublin is the worst thing. I, I'd say that to anybody who maybe is thinking yeah. about either if they've left college and coming back or if they're coming for the first time just get accommodation sorted as early as possible oh, yeah. mm. that's the thing I live in Dublin and I still live at home and some people say would you not want to move out mm. and I was like in an ideal world I would <laughs> but I don't pay rent at home <laughs> and yes. I don't have the income to pay for accommodation and it would feel really weird asking my parents for money to live just half yeah. an hour away yeah. from them <laughs> yeah really weird alright I, I I don't know if I could Live with my parents through college. It'd be weird. It's all right. If, you, like, no, sure if I was in Dublin, I would definitely do it because it's just oh, yeah. so much easier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't be commuting. Like, commuting is not an option. Would yeah. be terrible. I think. Oh no. Yeah. You just like, you, like, you miss out on so much because there's a yeah. lot of stuff that I've been to in the last couple of weeks where someone's like, "You in town?" I was like, well, I can be in twenty minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, that is very handy. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I need at least an hour's notice. That's the only downside. Mm. Well, there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously, since I am older now, I'm 21, and I'm the youngest in my family. Like, my dad is pretty cool about it. He's like, okay, you're an adult. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, you help me, I help you. We're, we're, all, we're all friends here. <laughs> so, yeah, if I were, if it were first year again, I'd probably be like, oh, dad. Gosh. You don't get me. <laughs> oh, my God, dad. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> but no, it's all G. Yeah. I think we probably should cut it here yeah. for reals this time. We seem to have... Uh, meandered around our I think our thing. lives are fascinating enough I think yeah I think that's I think people will listen in more for the banter than for the physics I think yeah. we just um, have to intersperse it every yeah, now and again just have to find some banter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay you're not on the next one oh. I thought we were friends <laughs> yeah man um, so yeah everyone who has who has been listening thank you for listening thank you for sticking through us uh, sticking through it with us how about that <laughs> uh, from myself Pierce Connor and Sarah. And on behalf of Blaheen and Celia, who had unfortunately had to leave, um, thank you for listening. Hope you join us again whenever the next one comes out, wherever the next one comes out. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>